I know what it means in occultism. In occultism, if they attack your head, you are finished. If they attack your hand, there is nothing you can put that hand on that will prosper. If they attack your feet, you can lose your life. By just putting a string line on the road and you pass through it, the man is dead. In occultism. How many of you was a wizard before? A witch? Why are you laughing? When I ask for witches, you are not coming up. Thank God that none of you was. Is somebody here with me over here? But you know something? Now God began to help us understand from the scripture. Because Satan perverted the knowledge of that among the occults. And a lot of people have been destroyed by that satanic knowledge. And God now began to help us to know as God sins. If you look at the book of Psalm, it says, He will not suffer your feet. Alright? He will give his angels over you. They will carry you on their hands so that you will not hit your feet against the stone. Isn't it? So God spoke a lot about feet, but he hasn't called our attention to it. We claim it, we read it. It works, but God wants to take us to a dimension now. Why were we able to enter forests in Africa, they call forbidden? Forests that people never entered for 500 years in, in the history of that city, except those who are occults. They go there to kill human beings and use them. When we began to clear the place, we saw bones of people who have been slaughtered in the same forest. We saw a python in the forest that we've now bought at Jesus' city. That python was worshipped by the, by the pythoners, some people who worship pythons. And when we took possession of that land, it's the land dedicated to Satan. We bought it for Jesus, and Jesus told us to call it Jesus' city. Don't you understand that it's not without a fire? We, the python was so stupid that where he was hiding, my bulldozer discovered it and ran over it. it the python rose up higher than the driver of the dozer. But the people who work on Jesus' city know they are working for Jesus. They have so much boldness. They pray before they move. And they run over the python. When they kill the python, they, slot, they cut it to pieces and ate it. The people who worship that python in the same city, when the news got to them, our people was, they were they've already divided the python because python is a very good meal. They divided, they did it, and the people started to mourn that their God had been killed by the workers of Jesus' city. When the news came to me, I told them that their God is a useless God. He allowed ordinary man to kill it, and they ate their God, and nothing happened. That tells you that he's not a God at all. If he was a God, after they have eaten him, he would have come out and become whole again. If their God can be eaten by human beings, that God must be a godless God. But, (laughs) But the fact is this. With our faith, we walk into the land. And when we walk into the land, we possess it. We possess it. So God has been telling you a lot about your faith. That's the reason why you cannot use your faith to go to the places Satan ordained. For you will defy your faith. Any joint of the devil, you don't walk there. Because when you walk there, you sign a, a covenant with the God there. And a believer who goes to a place like that, it defies your faith. No wonder the faith of many believers cannot do mean. What is your head? Come on, answer me. Say, my head is the seat of glory. 
My hand is the seat of power, and my feet is the seat of dominion. Let me give you six very powerful revelations in the Bible, all within 15 minutes. We have prayed a lot today, and that is good. I love it. And we have praise also great, and God wants to speak now. I call the head, the hand, and the feet the three gateways to human destiny. The three gateways to human destiny. Those of you who are putting on my books, these I expect that you are writing along. Because for you to be distinct when you are made a king from others, it is your head they put the crown. Yes? So if they put the crown on somebody's head today, here, everybody would bow to that person. It's the head that wears the crown. Okay? When a person is appointed to an office, it is his legs that will carry him to the office. He will walk with his leg there. Before he can sit on his throne. So your leg is responsible for dominion. But when you are in the office, it is your hand that determines your power. Your signature, according to your level and height of office, your signature is powerful. That is your hand. That hand can fire, it can hire, it can bring sorrow to others, it can bring joy. It is that hand that determines somebody else's promotion and destiny. Are we together now? Yes, are you with me? If you don't talk to me, we'll preach for more than 50 minutes. But we will limit ourselves. Having said that, number one, the Bible says in the book of Genesis 10, and the title of this is this number one, the scepter of rulership is between your feet. That's where wherever the sole of your feet shall tread. You rule over it. Possess it. The scepter of life is within your feet. And that is the book of Genesis chapter 49 verse 10. It says, The scepter will not depart from Judah, nor the ruler's staff from between his feet, until he comes to whom it belongs, and the obedience of the nations is his. And that is Christ himself. Number two, God gave your feet the power to make way for you. God gave your feet the power to make way for you. Joshua chapter 3, verse 15 to 16. Now the Jordan is at flood stage all during the harvest. Yet, as soon as the priests who carried the ark reached the Jordan, and their feet touched the water's edge. The water from the upstream stopped flowing. It piled up in a heap a great distance away at a town called Adam in the vicinity of Zarethan. While the waters flowing downstream to the sea of the Arab Araba, the Salt Sea, was completely cut off. So the people crossed over 
opposite Jericho. When we went for the, Israel, the journey to Israel, we were in that place that this happened. What that tells you is this. Whenever you arise, then Satan falls. You must not allow the devil to determine how far you go. The moment you step forward, you will see God's action. If you remain where you are, God can do nothing. I will get now. Now, Jordan was between Israel and their possession. Okay? So, but when they got there, the Lord said they should advance into the water. Priests, of course. When they stepped their foot on the water, what happened? The water cut off. Understand that no ordinary man can. Jo- we were in Jordan. The Jordan that we were talking about was bigger than the one we were because it has shrunk over the years from academic knowledge. No man can step his foot in the water unless the man who has faith in the God who spoke. Your leg, if, if you walk by faith, as God has directed, you get a job. I was preaching in London one day in uh, Roger Foster's church in London. And there was a woman there who had been jobless for a long time. And after my ministration, God moved in prophetic, and God said, there's somebody here jobless. And the woman came out and said, I'm the one. And the Lord said to me, tell her to go to BT Tower tomorrow. I have a job for him. And asked for, and the Lord gave me the name. She wrote it down. And she said, is that all? I said, that is all. The instruction to Naaman is just so deep. Several times. He didn't pray for Naaman. God said, go. She rejoiced and jumped up. And that lady, second day, went to be the tower. I told her, when you get to the entrance, ask for that name that God has given you. And so she went. She's a white lady. When she got there, at the door, you press bell, and you cannot be allowed to enter unless you have pre-appointment. The moment she mentioned, they said, yes, can we, what can we do, can we help you? She said, I'm here to see Mr., I mentioned the name, the boss, the door opened. She said, she said, what? Who can this be? So she went to the receptionist. When she got to the receptionist, the receptionist said, oh, you are Miss blah, blah, blah. Because they asked her name, what's your name? She told them. So you are Miss blah, blah, blah. I said, yes. They said, please sit over there. And as she was sitting, a lift descended. And the receptionist went to her and said, could you please follow me? And the pilot entered the lift. And that lift did not stop in any floor, but the top. And when he got there, she came out. She said she was thinking she was dreaming. She came to this church to come and testify, isn't it? Yes. She said when she got there, they told her to sit somewhere. But the place where they told her to sit is so posh. Oh, she was thinking that, oh, maybe it's one of these secretaries or stuff like that. And then they gave her tea and coffee and stuff while she was waiting for the man. So none of these people were part of it. And suddenly somebody came and said, could you please 
come over. And she went. And they led her through a massive door. She said, that place that she had never in her entire life entered such office. Neither did she know such office exists. It's like you can't step it the way it was. And then... She entered this massive office and saw this man. And the man rose up and said, oh, you call her by name. You know, that's how we are trained in England. Call her by name. Oh, you're very welcome. Please, could you sit down? And the man said, what can I do for you, please? She said, I was in a church meeting yesterday in my church. An African pastor came and said, hey, God has worked for me here. And the man said, yes. And he said, that man gave me your name. I don't know, an African pastor. He said, okay, if that be the case. I've told her, take your CV along and ready for interview. Dress properly for interview. You will come with employment. She now asked, and the the man asked her, okay, what is your job? She brought her CV. The man looked at the CV. The man said, I, 30 minutes ago, I sent the application, uh, the um, uh, advert for the employment to job center for this qualification you have. She said because, the man said because I want it myself, I should have sent it to the HR and they will process it. He said, I breached all the protocol. And I sent to them 30 minutes. He said, according to the way Job Center operates, they will not have put it on board. So it's not possible for you to have been there and seen it. And even if you have been there, you cannot walk 30 minutes ago from Job Center to here. And she said, he, the man said, you have the job. She was shaking from her head to toe. Your feet will take you to your destiny. But believe in God, you shall be established. Believe in his prophet, you prosper. God says, step into the water. They will have said, ah, the torrent will swallow us. But they had faith in the God who spoke. That woman that God told her destiny of her job, jobless for a long time. People always want to employ somebody who has been in a job somewhere. But when God speaks, he will breach every protocol. But blessed he that believed, he will see the performance of that which God has said. The God we serve is not, is not, is not a dead God. He is the same God we read in the Bible. And he is the same today. When they stepped into Jordan, Jordan River vanished before them. Your feet will lead you to your destiny. I don't want to preach. I'm not preaching. I'm just reading the scriptures to you. But if you look at Joshua 4.18, what happened thereafter? Uh, the priest, and the priest came up out of the river, carrying the ark of the covenant of the Lord. No sooner had they set their feet on the dry ground than the water of the Jordan returned to their place. And ran at flood stage as before. You know, this is something I read from there. God sent them when it was impossible. Because it was at a flood level. So that people would not see that it was just a little water they crossed. Okay? They they stepped out into the river. The moment the last man stepped out of the region of the river... The river received the command again. 
Because the, 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 the power of dominion is in your feet. It's in your feet. As long as you occupy with your feet, you will domain. Believe what I tell you. But you have to work with God, which is the word of God. Number three. God gives superiority over God gives your feet superiority over kings of Amorites. Amorites. The kings of Amorites, this is what happened. You know, there's a place called Gibeon. We, we drove through it this last trip. The Ijalon, where God said, where Joshua said, the Sanse. We drove past it when we went to Israel the last time. Now, the Gibeonites had that God of Israel is powerful. So they went in the disguise and they cajoled Joshua to sign contract with them that we are friends. You will not kill us. And Joshua agreed. After God has said they should wipe everybody out, the Gibeonites, they, <laughs> they use a Jacob method. <laughs> so whatever the case may be, then the Amorites decided, five kings, let us destroy Gibeon. So Gibeonites sent message to Joshua that your servant is going to be eliminated. It's like your family member attacked by Satan. It's like your friends. Satan attacked them. I want to show you that your feet have power over spirits that even attack your friends and families. If you can exercise that power. If you look at them and you walk away, they suffer before you. It will be a pain to your heart. You can put a stop to everything of the devil. Because you have communication or link. Why do I pray over you? If anybody of you have any issue, demonic stuff, I will take authority. Why? It's because of our relationship. Our relationship has given me the legitimate right to determine what will happen to anything that tries to stop you. It gives me the legitimate right to speak into your life and it will come to pass. So is you, your friends and families. Give you another the list of, of friendship. They became servants. But when Gibeonite now came and called Joshua, listen to what happened. He says, Joshua said, after take, you know, pursuing these kings, and they run into caves. He said, Joshua surrounded the cave and said, Joshua said, open the mouth of the cave and bring those five kings out. So they brought the five kings out of the cave. Joshua 10:22. The kings of Jerusalem, Hebron, Jamuth, Lachish, and Egypt, uh, Englon. When they had brought these kings of, to Joshua, look at what he did. He summoned all the men of Israel and said to the army commanders who had come to him, Come here and put your feet on the necks of this king. Feet. The God of peace shall break Satan's hand on that word. Joshua caught the gospel. Put your legs on your feet on their head. Alright? So, they came forward and placed their feet on the necks of the king. Joshua said to them, Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. Be strong and courageous. Why? This is what the Lord will do to all the enemies you are going to fight 
Your victory over enemies is your feet. Did Jesus not say so? We'll get the enemies. Dominion. Because these are kings. Kings symbolize domain. An ordinary Jew put his leg. Because your leg is the source of your dominion. Seat of dominion. Put it on their head. He didn't tell them to break their head. Just to show them that all dominion submits under the feet of he that belongs to the Lord. That's it. I can't understand how Christians can be afraid by somebody telling you that some places there is voodoo don't go there. I don't know. If they put voodoo on the ground, who should go there? Do you need to intercede or pray before you go there? No, 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 no. Charge your feet with power and go. Speak to your feet as you step into that place. All voodoo destroy. You don't need to pray against voodoo. Leave voodoo. It's a useless thing to be praying because they say, oh, there is a spirit or there is a voodoo on the ground and you are praying. The Joshua prayed. He said, come, put your feet on their head. And he says, this is how God will do to all your enemies. Including my enemies. Yeah, what about your own enemies? Uh-huh. The power of your faith is your dominion. Number five, four. God gives you dominion with your faith. Look at Joshua 14, 9. So, on that day Moses swore to me, the land on which your feet have walked will be your inheritance and that of your children forever because you have followed the Lord my God wholeheartedly. You see what God was telling us yesterday when God gave the whole CFT one cap? Yes, sir. Yes. yes sir. And He gave us one shoe and He feeds everybody. Heart. Your whole heart must serve God now. Don't postpone it. I want to take you on a ride that will show you how easy life is. If a person can get it right with God. Finish. You remember I read to you from the book of um, Second Chronicles. Josiah was eight when he began to rule. And the Bible says Josiah, Josiah walked in the way that pleased God. And so God exalted him. Same thing with Uzziah. He walked in the way that pleased God. And God exalted him. Age is not a barrier. Uh-uh. General Gowon is a very good friend of this house. Yes? yes you all recognize that now. Because if you don't know General Gowon, if you've been in this church for more than uh, three months, you should know General Gowon because he was here. He comes here every year. You know, you know, mainly. Except the years that we take the meeting out of this place. He's a part of this. He's the one who, who opened this building. He was president at the age of 27, I think. Yes. You know, when he told me how he was made president, I shook my head. Because I will get him to come and address all of you, to just tell you his testimony. This, was, this is on the public television. I took him to INI, and he told INI his life. He first began by saying that his father was a catechist in the church. 
Every morning they read Bible together and pray together in his house. There is no day as he was growing up that they did not. First wake up, family prayer and Bible reading. Everybody. He said that his words saved him. Let me tell you this. The people who planned the coup and took over the governments, he has no business with it. But his duty is to stop such. He was in Ghana when he had the signal. He went straight to Nigeria and the coup was on. And he took over. He took charge. And he took over from all those who plotted the coup and overthrew them. But he was just a young officer. And he had big officers and generals who were still in the army. And they said, you will be the president. He should be the next general officer. He wasn't a general. And it was they who said, 32, whatever, that you will be the, the, the president. Do you know something? Why was he able to? He served God wholeheartedly. He was not expecting in life, he never had dream in his life. He will never be a president because as a soldier, you have to protect the country and that's it. But you see, when the situation was catalyzed, he was in Ghana. He used his leg to come back into destiny. Bold because he knows about his prayers of his father and himself to praying from young. And he confronted the situation and God surmounted it. And he backed off straight away for the generals to take their position. And God spoke in their lips, come and rule over us. That is the same story with uh, Jephthah. Don't be afraid of any devil. Under your feet is the dominion over all powers. Are we together now? My 15 minutes remain 5 minutes. I'm doing fine. Number 5, God gave angels charge to guard your feet. That's why you don't fear nothing. Put your feet anywhere, it shall be safe. Amen? Amen. Put it anywhere. If it is in this world, just walk there. Look, let me help you know something that God has done for all of you here. You know, in disguise. Some of you were born in England, yes? But your parents used their leg to waka come. Amen. <laughs> they used their feet to waka come. Yeah? They left their own country and walked here. The rest of you who were not born here, it's your feet you used to walk here into this place. Okay? Look at what God had made you now in the same nation. You walk to destiny with your legs and feet. Alright? And so, that scripture tells me that for he will command his angels concerning you to guard you in all your ways. That is, guard your feet. They will lift you up in their hands so that you will not strike your foot against a stone. If you walk in the path of righteousness, you will not, you know, your foot, you will not strike your foot against a stone. That talks about stumbling blocks and hindrances. You will walk over them. I will together now. But if you look at the last verses here, verse 13. You will tread upon the lion and the cobra. You will, be, you will trample the great lion 
and the serpent. With what do you trample? Your faith. Your faith. Your faith. Christians should not be afraid of demons. Or demons, some people call it. Your feet. They are under your feet. You know, Joshua said it. Put your foot on the kings. And he says, this is how God will do to all your enemies. Then Sam also said it. Here. That he will give angels charge. So when you place your feet on scorpion, angels are there. As you put your feet on it, they put their feet too. I will see the scorpion, I will sting you. I was, when I was a land surveyor, physically now, I was doing the contract of a place called Magama Gumao in Nigeria. From the booth clearing to the completion tearing, I did the job. And when we are doing the enumeration survey, which is before we, we set our roads from one town to the other, we will do a setting out of the dimensions, and then we will count the number of trees, crops, for compensation. Before we cut it at all, we will put bulldozer. We have to count number of trees for compensation. So I was working this as savannah. Of course, they have some crops and stuff. And suddenly, my chairman said, Hey, my head! And for me, what I do here now is what I did when I was... In, in practice, me and my teammates will sit down and eat because they are human beings. I'm the boss. We play together, people will come, they won't know who is the engineer, who is the, who is the laborer. But when he cried like that, I decided to leave my theodolite as I raised my leg up. A cobra, no, a, a uh, uh, not cobra, no, it's not, it's not a python, it is uh, this small. Viper, a small and the most venomous. A viper raised his head from under my foot. So my foot has stood on the head of the viper. And I feel nothing. As I remove my foot, he's raised the head to strike me. And one of them who was sitting, always holding catapult because we look for bush. When we are walking, we have him as a hunter. To hunt any bush meat and stuff like that, so that we will gather, uh, you know, the profit of uh, bush work. And then we get to, you know, we all have a good roast and stuff. The guy pulled his string and he cut off the head of the, the viper. And he said, boss! And I looked back. He said, look down. And I looked down. I saw the serpent right by my foot, you know, wiggling like that. The head is gone. Now, it's a miracle because, you know, vipers sting in nanoseconds. The speed of a catapult is just maybe some minutes per, per millimeter or, or uh, some seconds per millimeter. It will take at least about two minutes or three minutes for the catapult to reach me. And that viper will have struck but he gave his angels charge over you. Nobody can tell me that that was expertise. Because it defies all, all, all principles of motion. Do you know how many things you have placed your feet upon and nothing happened to you? You don't know it. Because he gave his angels charge over your feet. Over your feet. Even physically, sometimes you will, you will stumble and you are supposed to fall terribly. But you stagger because an angel is taking care. Others will fall like that, they are dead. You 
You must understand the scripture and appreciate God so much so that you can take your position. So, finally, number six. I love that to be the end for today. Jesus gave you power to trample also the devil under your foot. Luke 10, 18. It says, And he said unto them, I beheld Satan as lightning fall from heaven. I'm reading the, the King James Version. Behold, I give unto you power to tread on the serpent, that is to step your foot on serpent and scorpions, and over, and over all the powers of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. This is where we stop. I stop here because you need to know this. A group of Christians magnify Satan and demons so much, and it turned all their members to useless, you know, pessimists. But I show you the word of God. I show you the word of God. Not only show you, I practicalize it. Show me the devil. You have power over. You know, when devil fell, God didn't take his power from him. Yes, he didn't take his power. That's why he's messing about in the whole world. But what God did was that God carved out a people and gave them a power over that power. Can you see how great God is? Because the gifts is without repentance. God gave Satan power, he entered his head. And he now began to think he is like God. So God said, okay, what I will do is that men that I created less than angels will rule over you. And he sent the son, draw the line, and he gave power to the sons of God over all powers of the devil. And he now underlined it. He qualified the power. He said that power is equipotential. It is an infinitesimally strong power. You don't understand what I'm saying? It is extraordinarily ginormous. Oh, yes. Hello, somebody. You want me to look for another word? <laughs> Satan, he, the greatest headache of Satan is, how can I, Satan, attack human beings? And I just get them. But these people, I can't attack them. Even the least of them, the moment he decide to attack them, and that one said, in the name of Jesus, whether he shouted, whether he said in his side, something happened. A ginormous power. Boom! We descend. Over all powers, whatever Satan do is under your feet. Listen to me, therefore. If that be the case, do not let your feet go to where Satan instituted. Blessed is the man who walks not. What do you used to walk? What do you used to walk? Your feet. Walks not in the counsel of who? The wicked. Go to someone. Blessed is the man who walks not with your feet. Because your feet have so much power of God. Don't take it to where the devil is. It neutralizes your power. Now stand in the ways of who? With what do you stand? Your feet. Look at what it says. Or sit with mockers. 
So before you take your seat, is it not your leg that will take you there? They are conspiring against people. You two went to conspire. Is it not your leg that took you there? Excuse me, somebody. Your leg will not take you to where you will be destroyed. Guard your feet. Don't use your feet in a wrong place. Don't go to where Satan called assembly. Let your going be in the assembly of the children of God. Arise on your feet. Now you are going to ask God, guard my feet. A very simple prayer. That's the last prayer we are praying tonight. Tell the Lord, guard my feet into the path that you have prepared for me. He says he raises the poor from the dust and lifts the needy out of the ash heap. He sees them with princes and has them inherit the throne on honor. <clears throat> For the foundation of the earth and are the Lord, upon them he has set the world. He, guide, he will guide the feet, verse 9, of his saints, but the wicked will be silenced in darkness. It is not by strength that one prevails. Tell God, guard my feet. Shall we just pray? Guard my feet, O oh God. Guard my feet, O oh God. 